Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. And now that heart is beating fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to I'm mighty glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's beating fast Tomorrow morning let it rain Tomorrow morning let it pour Tonight we're in the groove together Ain't gonna worry about Stormy weather Gonna kick all trouble Out the door Welcome to Radicals. Ha! Welcome to Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. My name is Joseph Toscana. I'm hosting the program with the great, the wonderful Dowager. Dowager. I'm getting tongue-tied today, and I've taken no drugs or alcohol. I'm telling you, Dale. How art thou, Dale? I'll do. You'll do. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I'll do for now. When are we getting married? You said I'd do. Oh, when you know. You're waiting. Uh, when all of our brothers and sisters and and fellow uh, whatever is whatever you identify you know, as yeah, yeah, are allowed yeah. to get married, that's then, when we'll get married. Okay, excellent. Good. That'll be next week. We have Everybody a special guest. Divorcing, excuse, yeah. me, excuse me. Excuse <laughs> me. Excuse me. You may have funny glasses on, mate. All right. And a New York Yankee bloody that's baseball right. cap, which is almost heresy in this what, studio. Put it you, over there. Put it over there. You call it. Uh, uh, t-shirt tourism, but in this yeah. case, yeah. I'm a Yankee fan. I can tell you, judges. Uh, excuse me. Can I introduce? You you, like. Can I introduce you? First? Of course you can. You know, this is Mr. Timothy Burns, B-U-R-N-S. Here, here. Third degree, they call me. <laughs> no, that's my job. Now, Timothy, this is very simple. It's a very simple interview. Mm-hmm. It goes for 55 minutes. Wow. We ask you for two questions. Mm-hmm. There are no ads. Do you sing? Do I sing? No. Well, then, you know, you won't be singing, so there'll be no ads, no singing. I'd love to put a song on, though, of course, and I think we've got one lined up, which is well, uh, yeah, suicide. What you, what you do with Dale is your <laughs> business, all right? You don't need to tell me the nasty bits and pieces, all right? Mm-hmm, okay. I mean, I'll just leave the studio when you're ready to do what you're going to do, okay? Now, Timothy, first question, just to orientate our five million listeners. What year were you born? 1947. Could you repeat that again? 47. You look particularly healthy for a for, if somebody born I'm in 1947. You're near death. Mm-hmm. Near death. Well, I'm not walking. I've oh, got something. What do you mean? Deaf or deaf? Both. Both. A couple. So what a great interview we're going to have. Mm. All right. And the second question, which you've got 54 minutes to answer, yep. is what's the first thing you remember about being on planet Earth? I remember crawling through the fence mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid, and at that stage I had a nanny who was a stolen generation taken away from Magumba Mission, mm-hmm. uh, supposedly as an orphan who wasn't, um, who had me by the ankles to try and stop me escaping. Right. Well, how That's did you know she was from the stolen generation <laughs> at your I, tender I didn't age. then. No, I didn't think you did. We'll come to no, that later that, on. We'll come to that. We'll come to that later on. This is, you know, we're, we're very 
orthodox here on this program. We just, we just do it slowly. We've got 55 minutes. Let's throw in an ad for the show early on and then. What, 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 what show? So I'm here for, uh, no, to show not. movies. No, no, we'll do that later on. Will we? Oh, God damn I mean, it. I Mars mean, Gallery. I mean, you've got to earn your stripes. Saturday afternoon. You've got to earn your Four stripes. O'clock. You've got to earn your stripes. Yes, I know. This is not the ABC. I've already got rid of my Yankee hat. That yeah, was the start. Yeah, yeah, this I'll is be n- naked by the time I get out of here. <laughs> I, I, I can assure you, Timothy, you will not be naked. Okay. All right, I can assure you. Unless I leave first. Mm. Now, let's get back to this. So, where were you born? Uh, I was born in Cunderdon in Western Australia, which is a kind of wheat belt town about 100 and... What was miles then? 140 uh, miles from Perth, something uh, like that. Yeah, and where you farming family. family. Where did their parents come from? Were they there or they came from uh, overseas? They, no, one of them came from Guildford, from uh, Perth. Mm-hmm. I think originally they, well, they're all from the goldfields eventually, you know, like, right. and then they kind of filtered back into farming, you know. Like yeah. You, mean, you mean the West Australian goldfields? Yeah, we're talking Kalgoorlie, yeah, yeah, we're talking yeah. Kalgoorlie, turn of the century stuff, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's mm-hmm. good. And uh, what were they like as parents? Uh, they were good. My mother... My father died early, mm-hmm. but my mother was amazing. She's a transcendental master, um, you know, the, under the Maharishi and all that. Um, uh, but she started off as president of the Liberal Party in Western Australia back in God knows when. Mm-hmm. So she did complete transformation um, through the 60s and 70s, through my upbringing, mm-hmm. or through my going to art school and all that kind of stuff. So she had six kids. Uh, so my father died young when we had to lose the farm and re-divide up and da 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 and moved to Perth, which is what we did, a suburb of so Perth. So you've got five brothers and sisters? Yeah, one of them's gone. Right. My is younger you... sister. Younger sister. Right. Is, your, is your mother still alive? No. no. She um, she pulled a pin in around about the 2002, right. 2002, and right. her house burnt down and she went back in. Mm-hmm. To um, to put a finality on the door. She was part of the Euthanasia Council, right? So she was very kind of organised about uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, she went into hospital the day after, and um, she brought the fam. I was she brought me in and my sister, and she gave up her bangle with all the kids and the grandchildren. All that on it, passed that over. Mm. Uh, and she had me sign off all the, she had everything removed. Um, I went to the doctor and they removed everything. And then 12 hours later, the whole family came in. Took them a while, took them until midnight. Mm-hmm. And after the last kid came in, she. That was it. Mm. So, what do you think um, made a change? Um, I think it was kind of the idea of uh, what was right and what was wrong. I mean, since she'd grown up as a family, as a farmer's wife, and she was well, she also she was the writer of the CWA cookbook, or one of them. And mm-hmm. um, she was a founder of the CWA. So what, what, what's, what was, what's her name? Joy Burns. Joy. Right. Yeah, it was Elsie Joan. They called her Joy, mm-hmm. and yeah, joined Joy Burns rightly. Mm. So she did lots of things. Yeah, did lots of things. Uh, ran. I had to stop all of my yoga classes for the wharfies and stuff. Uh, <laughs> she was 94 then, you know, yeah. so she was well, 93. Right. Anyway, she was, yeah, like so, and she was worried about, you know, kind of, but she was fully, fully uh, onto it. Mm-hmm. 
And she basically had an open house, no locks on the doors, no do- doors open all the time. This was in middle of this Frio. Was, this was in middle of Frio, mm-hmm. open house, right? And so people came and got advice, and mm-hmm. and she lived by by giving and um, and receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, so she kind of went from house to house when I grew up, well, while I grew up, sort of buying a house and selling it and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so she understood the power of real estate. Well, yeah, and she also, people gave her fabulous things because she... Well, she was she, a fabulous person. Yeah, she was a great cook. Mm. She ran mm. a home sort of cooking thing for... Mm. She was big in the CWA and the Guild and all that kind of stuff in the early days yeah. and stayed with the CWA all the time. They've got yeah. a sort of a thing for her in Canberra at the moment. Like right. What's what's the thing in Canberra? It's a, it, well, she's one of the founders of the CWA, so mm-hmm. so it's kind of it's related to that. At that stage, just before she died, she was the oldest living member, I think. Right, right. How did this impact on a little little squirt like you when you were a little kid? Uh, probably not that much. In a long, I mean, I went, you know, I I, um, I grew up sort of. Um, not liking a lot of things, um, particularly school. I was sent away to school. I hated it. Um, Any particular reason? Well, I got the shit beaten out of me on a regular basis. I was caned virtually every day for like six months or something. Well, what, what, I won the prize for the most, most shot kid in the school. <laughs> so, so why do you think this was happening? I think because I was just kind of out of kilter with what they wanted, you know, in terms of, you know, like, when I went to school, I'd hardly worn any shoes, really. Mm. You know, I was pretty low-key, and that right. I hit this kind of city school and bloody uniforms and all that bullshit, man. It was outrageous, really. Was, it, was this a public school or a private? No, it was private. What, what was it? Guilford. What's that? A Guilford Grammar. Is that a Protestant school? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, so what would you not mean? only that, it was just uh. high... Uh, you know, and discipline. We make gentlemen. We don't make bloody academics, you know, that kind of shit. Gentlemen. Well, you know, they beat the shit out of you until That's you right. kind of yeah. conform. Yeah. So how long did you last there? I w- was kicked out once, but, I, the, you know, then I, w- I, was, I got a scholarship. I had to go back because we were going broke. Da, 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 da. Um, what, what, do you, what do you mean? Well, I, so I started off as a boarder, but my, my mother bought a house in Perth. So I became a day boy, but then they thought I was running off the rails. I was into, I was a snooker player in those days. Mm-hmm. About, you know, about 15, I discovered the tables. Weirdly, the house that my mother bought, this big old rambling shack of a house, had a billiard room with a table in it. It was the beginning of your downfall. The beginning it? of my downfall. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And I'd just take the, the train to Perth and hit all those snooker halls. And did you find a few patsies to win a bit of money off? Well, in those days, <laughs> snooker's a tough game, man. I mean, no, I I realised that more in New York, I think, yeah. shooting pool and shooting nine ball. Right, right. And I and I did every day. Right. Well, so so what did a day. so as it was a fourteen and fifteen year old, you started with snooker, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. And did you get very obviously you got very good at it? Not bad. Not bad. Not great, but not bad. Right. Mm. right. Not Did great. That give you any brownie points around that round? I used to go. Place? I would come to Sydney and I go up yeah. the cross, right? Yeah. And I'd go up into those rooms about two o'clock at night, uh-huh. and there'd be all these guys sleeping on the bench. <laughs> and then they, the one who thought, you know, it was the two dollar game, the ten dollar game, or yeah. so the the ten dollar game guy would just wake up slowly, come off the bench, and uh-huh. so take me ten boy. bucks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
And that it was good training, I tell you. You know, uh, um, it was good uh, money well spent. I always thought. Uh, um, but that, w- and then of course I hit the, um, the the pool tables, which were much easier to play uh, in the states. You know, where you got to run the table every time. You know, like uh, you don't run the table. Well, you don't we'll, win. we'll get back, we'll get back to that. Will so, we? Yeah. How, how, how long? We've had enough of that, haven't we? No, 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 no. Are there no, any no, snooker no. players out there? Uh, well, there, <laughs> there will be. There will be. We'll, we'll organise. No, no. We'll organise a game for you on the net or something. We'll work it out. Let's get him back to. Um, so, how long did you survive at school? Did you graduate? I did. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. Yep. Um, what does that mean? Surprise to everyone. Yeah. And then I went to art school, and my life opened up. Your life. It was joy. Art school. Where? Yeah. Where? Uh, well, in those days it was called Wait. Well, it wasn't even a school then. Right. It was, was an idea. It's now Curtin <laughs> University. So, who said so, to you? Timothy, go to art school. Oh, no, I was drawing and painting. I mean, what happened to me when I was a kid? Because yeah. I was the fourth boy. I'm the one they tried to put back as well, right. you know? <laughs> because I was the fourth boy and they wanted six kids, kids and they were all going to be three girls, three boys, boys and I was yeah. the fourth. fourth. Yeah. And there's no farm left for me, you know right, what I mean? Like, yeah, you, know, yeah, you can't yeah. divide the land up any further. That's right. You have to find so, your own fortune. Yeah, and they figured that I had to do something else. But mm. after the Second World War, we collected all these people. We had a couple of Italian prisoners of war, mm. and uh, we had a, a Czechoslovakian refugee painter mm-hmm. who he didn't live with us exactly. I mean, they, they all built little shacks on the hills and stuff. But but we um, but he would go around to all the shires, or those days they call it roads boards, right? Yeah. So you'd go, he would go and paint all these pictures around the shire, and then he'd try and sell them to the oh, local yep. roads board, mm-hmm. and that's how he made a living. So he took me out on painting trips. What did you paint? And what did so you I started, pa- you know, I was how painting. How old were you then? Uh, ten, eleven, twelve. What did, what did your parents think of you pissing off this refo bloke? Yeah, they. they <laughs> Um, they thought it was a great idea. Get rid of you for a few yeah. hours. <laughs> I was a problem child anyway. Right. And so you know, that I was definitely their big problem, yeah. and I probably still am. Still am. Well, they're not here to know. They're all farmers they? again. Yeah. yeah. What's this? You never I got, got a quarry. You, you never got. You got the quarry. You didn't get your third of the farm, did you? They I did, never got the third of the farm, but no, you know, no, they gave you a quarry. I, I definitely got this dispensation. I mean, they kept yeah. me alive when shit hit the fan. All right. Okay. All right. All right. So, um, which was very nice of them, really. So, what was um, art school like in uh, was this the late sixties, early sixties, early sixties? Ah, uh, yeah, mid sixties. Sixty-seven, I think I went. Mm. Sixty-seven, I went to art yeah. school. What was art school like? It was great, fantastic. I mean, the other thing that happened with me was when I was at high school, when I was at college. Um, this art teacher turned up, a guy called Bob Juniper, Robert Juniper, I don't know whether some of you f- mob out there will know who he was, mm-hmm. is, was. Um, but he um, took me, you know, I just went into that art room and I never came out really, right. you know, and they right. kind of just said, all right, leave, leave him be. Mm-hmm. I played footy and and, paint, and painted. That In was it. college. No, at, at high school as well. School. They just left me alone. Yeah, yeah. They gave me a little room out well, the back of like the little like house. I had me own cat. Yeah, you, look like, <laughs> you look like a bloke who looked Eventually after himself. Eventually they just said, get yeah. rid of him. Yeah. You look like a bloke who looked after himself. You know? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure you could have I've after all those things. I've down a bit lately, I tell you. It's trauma. Well, that's... We all all those old injuries are coming back to I remember the good old days when I'd walk down the streets of Richmond and people 
across the other side. That's right. Now they just laugh. Mm. Mm. Assumes the same with you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I walked into the New South Wales Art Gallery the other day and they all hit the floor. Virtually, I mean, like they kind of scattered, you know, yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on the possibility that I might shoot someone or something. Right. So, Timothy, anyway. what happened after art school? Um, I went to Sydney, more or less. I oh, know I had a couple of shows in Perth, and you what, know. what medium did you, did you use? At that stage, I was painting, but I was also casting people, uh, making um, pieces. What happened was the gallery that I was with in Perth um, was also Brett Whiteley's gallery, and Whiteley showed up with the American Dream that he'd just come back from the States with, Mm -hmm. and they busted a few things on it, and they brought me in to fix it, and he said, come over and come over to Sydney and work for me, and so I did. After a couple of shows there, I was casting figures. So he took me to the Yellow House with Martin Sharp and Albie Toms and Jorgensen later on from 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 Monsiavat. You know, da da da. da. Mm. And uh, so I spent you know a few years there, and at the Tin Sheds at Sydney Uni. What what did you think of the change from Fremantle (sighs) to Sydney? Fabulous. fabulous, absolutely fabulous. Love you weren't you weren't writing letters home saying I'm homesick. No, <laughs> no. no, you don't seem that type of bloke. No, no, you? we were phone freaking in those days too. I always had. That's the other thing I had with my mother. Really, yeah. was a close connection, and she told me everything, whereas oh. most of the family didn't know that she was oh. sort of fighting. Um, at that stage in Perth, there was a whole abortion thing where you had right. to actually go and get medically certified as unable to, you know, yeah, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. And she was opposed to that, which the rest of the family didn't know about mm. at that stage anyway. And also I think, uh, you know, um, she was the matriarch of this huge family. So or everybody came to her, you know, when they married the gay guy they didn't realise was gay and the right. whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. She mediated all those sorts of things, and she used me as a sounding board, right. and we phone freaked around the world, basically, well, and that's she, what I did for yeah. 30, 40 years. So she realised you were different. Yeah, and, we're, yeah. and we talked about things, you know, the buying of houses, and, you know, yeah. in, in places where people shouldn't buy houses, and why, and, you know, all that type and of I've stuff. been doing that all my life as well. Mm. So going back to your, um, did you pursue your own art career when you were in Sydney or were you just were mm. you working for, with other people basically? Yep. No, I um, I was working out of the Tin Sheds which was Sydney University. Mm. It was that kind of, it was just a set of sheds that they put aside for art whatever and yep. you just moved in and built a house underneath it or I lived in a little corner of a drawing room which is mm. an old CSIRO office yeah. um, for years and yeah, I mean, it was some fabulous... Well, all the political posters of Sydney, you know, um, Redback Graphics, Earthworks, all that sort of stuff came out of there. Right. It was the best place in the world. In fact, it was the best art school that I've ever kind of seen. The only drawback was when it actually became officially an art school, it followed all of the problems and everything that art schools mm. face, which is bureaucracy, essentially, I think, right. in a nutshell. Mm. So what mediums were you using then? And then I was more using explosives. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, mm. I was blowing things up. Mm. Um, and Illegally, obviously. Sometimes legally. So, you know, I, was, I went to Mildura here mm. in Victoria and uh, laid a minefield in the town in 73. That was probably what put me on the map or took mm. me off it, <laughs> driven out of town. They just brought out a book, I think, um, 
Art in Australia just brought out a book about a work that never happened. It's one of their favourite works. The one in Mildura. So uh, did somebody invite you to do this little Yeah, yeah, thing? yeah. That was Tom McCulloch. It was called right. Mildura Sculpturescape. Right, You're probably right. too young to know about this shit. I am shit, too young to know about this shit. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. This is 73. <laughs> this is 73. So you didn't actually get to pu- push the plunger? Uh, no, no. Uh, no, because they bulldozed it on the opening day, you know, in the morning, yeah. yeah. Well, and apparently burnt the socks of the driver and blah, blah, blah. Nah, right. Yeah. You'll have to get the book. Well, we'll have to if we know what it's titled. It's called Minefield. Minefield. And it's written by a mob here. Well, it's art, art in Australia. You know Eddie Coles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Eddie? I don't Fast know. Fast Eddie. Yeah. 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 So he's the editor. So yeah. he, oh, he well. put that together. Yeah. So, um, so how long did you last in Sydney for? Four years, four or five years. So you'd be about 23, 24 by then? Or? Yeah. No, I was older yeah, than that because I didn't right. leave Perth until I was 20. I was playing footy. Right. What, what, what type of footy? I was playing Aussie rules, yeah, of course. Yeah. What was I was A-grade amateurs. Yeah. My was brother that? was playing. He was a pro. Yeah. He played for Subiaco. Yeah. That was Wanfalls before AFL, of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was fast and sort of half-word flanker. Mm-hmm. What, were I, you, what were you? I was sort of half forward, lousy kick. Right. Um, handed the ball off a lot. That's a good thing to do, <laughs> to hand off the ball. It's a very good um, thing to do. But yeah. I was also blind, you know, I was blinded as a kid, so that altered things. So let's, and, let's, and go, let's, go back, let's go back a few steps. You said you were blinded as a kid. What happened? Uh, I was kicked at... Well, when I went to uh, high school, mm-hmm. because I couldn't see... I played in the back line, you know, because yeah. all I did then was just tag and, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, like stick with the guy and, yeah. you know, and when the ball got close, I was okay. But, but I got kicked in the head in the middle of a, I think it was just a practice or might have been football training or something and mm. it just went down. What actually happened was I got a hemorrhage, which I've had two now, two detached retinas in the last right. couple of years. Mm. Same thing, I think, only now they just get the gun out. You know, laser and just fluid. fire it yeah. in and away yeah. you go. Yeah. Then I had to be strapped down and, you know, for three months or something ridiculous, you know. So yeah. obviously that changed your artistic um, direction, did it? The, the visual thing? I don't think it, no, I don't think it actually it had any no. effect on it. I mean, I was still painting, you know, I was painting at school. I was a painter, painter, painter. Right. I'm still a painter in a way, you know, I'm yeah. a, by trade. But, but I... Um, you know, we thought painting was dead and mm-hmm. that explosives were, where you know, destruction was some part of the whole kind of process. Creative process, yeah. Yeah. yeah There's just a book come out, actually, t- today. I just saw it on Facebook called Parallel Realities, which is about performance art in, in Australia. I mean, mm-hmm. there must be a lot of people from Victoria in it. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a few pages on us in that, so that's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um so I suppose I became a performance artist, really, by default, in a way, or right, something right. like that. Yeah. So when did you escape? Uh, but I did blow up a couple of war- mm? When did you escape Australia? Seventy-four. Mm, I went to New York. Mm. Is that where the cap comes from? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, a member, yeah. <laughs> I'm a member of the Yankees, mate. You know, I'm a, I'm a baseball what? fan. Love baseball. Love baseball. Why do you love baseball? I used, well, to, be, baseball, I, I used, to, I used to be a the doctor for the Moorabbin baseball team. And I couldn't Did think you? Of, I couldn't think of anything more tedious. Really? Yeah, this was in the, the, the 80s. Well, I mean, when you're playing at the top level... I mean, it's, well, it, I wasn't it, playing, obviously. Well, it, no, but it does... Well, I never played either. 
I, I coached Little League in, in the States. Right. But my daughter, you know, played, and my son plays now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, um, baseball is a fascinating game because there's so many things going on all the time, you know, and you've got sacrifice flies and, you, you know, you've got bunts and... And, you know, it's a strategy game, it it's, strategy, it, it's yeah. a manager's game, it's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes cricket look like a kind of, as they say in, in America, mm. baseball on Valium. Mm. So, so where, where did you land in America? <laughs> <laughs> Which I noticed the other day, what they were talking yeah. about, because they had that big bash in, oh, in baseball the, parks oh, recently, yeah, yeah, yeah. where they're just hitting sixes out of the bloody park, because yeah. they're hitting them inside, the, you know, that's they're not right. hitting them out on no, the... No, that's right, exactly. You know, and, yeah, and, yeah. and the announcer said, oh, you know, this, this is like, um, he reversed it, you know, he said, yeah. cricket is like baseball on Valium. Yeah. But they don't know, you know. What did he use the on Valium, or did you, like. or did you use the on Valium? Ah, uh, no, they they used it. So oh no, they, but then you know, yeah, like no. it goes back to the you know one of the great American philosopher, um, Yogi Berra. Do you know? No, you know of him. He was that manager. He was the catcher originally for the Yankees. Right. Remember, they made a cartoon about him as yeah, a bear, yeah. uh, Hanna Barbera. But um, he um, he was the great. Philosopher, you know, he said things like, um, "What do you do when you come to a fork in the road?" <laughs> Got an answer? You take Thank it. Him. Yeah, you take um, it. Yeah. Another one is, I never make predictions, especially about the future. I never make predictions, especially about. The future. Is that right? <laughs> Doesn't sound right. No, don't worry about it. Yeah. Right. So, so well, the idea is that you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no. So where did you? Where did you? Where did you turn up in the States? Where did I turn up? Yep. New York. Did you stay I in start, New York? I, I, I went to San Francisco first. Yeah. I was hanging out a lot in Sydney with, um, with Philip Fraser, another mm. Melbourne, Monash boy, uh, who started Ram and Go Set and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And then was Digger, Digger magazine. Yep. Yep. And then in the States, he did High Tower Lowdown. You know, he worked on the, um, the thing for the senators and all that kind of stuff. He's now in Byron Bay. I think he's just moved, actually. But... He's been floating around New York, uh, as as was Lindsay Smith, who came from the Pram. So we spent a lot of time working together, a lot of theatre. Came back here, worked for the Pram factory for a while. Um, what was we talking about then? So how, well, how, how long was your first stint in the States? How long did you last for the first time? Well, no, the first time I went over there, I only went for a few months. Oh, right. I found this bar downtown right. called Barney's. Uh-huh. Was that then? Must have been. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. But but then um, Donald Brook, who was at Sydney University running the Power Institute, he went to Adelaide as sort of thing, and he bought me in as artisan residence. Right. I think he wanted to blow the place up because they'd had a lot of wear and tear at Flinders right. that the did, year did, before. Did you get a quota of DN, uh, TNT when you went to Adelaide University or just... No, they, no, no. nothing like that. The, the, fire, the, um, the explosives got harder to get. Uh, and now they're very difficult. Well, very difficult. Um, yes. I got pulled over the other day and like searched, and I had um, a couple of anyway. Long well, story. Got a couple of detonators or something. No, no just no. just small bombs. Right, right. <laughs> small bombs. Yeah, yes. they missed them. They missed. Them. But they. <laughs> well, you don't look like the you know you don't look the act typical apart from the black. They always pull me like over the, at airports, mate. I've been busted twice. I got on Channel Seven the other day coming <laughs> in from New York. 
Um, you know, when they've got, what was it? You know, the border control or oh, yeah, whatever yeah, the show's yeah. called? You're in, are you on it, eh? Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I was, I was carrying a bunch of bananas because yeah. I was grounded in 2001, you know, uh-huh, uh-huh. um, and left at Phoenix Airport for kind of out in the airport. I mean, on the runway. On for, the runway. For a day or something. <laughs> so like, and they ran out of food and everything. So I always carried something in the bag, but yeah. I forgot. Yeah. And I had a joint in the bottom of the bag, which you would have if you were coming from a legal yeah. place where you can smoke. Yeah. And um, the dog leapt all over me. Yeah. So the thing <laughs> from right. a TV show. <laughs> and then they found the bananas. And, and Whoa! They, yeah, yeah. And the dog was happy with that. Everybody <laughs> seemed to be happy. And yeah. it was only when I got home that I realised. <laughs> That was one. I've had a couple of those. A couple I had a terrible one the other day where they worried about the dog's self-esteem. The dog's, what, the stiffer Self- dog's self-esteem? Yeah, because the what dog happened? stiffed out the bag. It was broken open. It and was, was nothing yes, there. This is coming from New York for the last time. Mm, mm. And um, Nothing there. And so they, you know, they hauled me over. And I had a little note in it that said, New York police have inspected this bag, right? <laughs> um, inside the bag, of course. Yeah, yeah. And... Um, and they said, we've got to check it out. They went through everything in detail. And I had my computer case, which is where the bag is. Hopefully uh-huh. I brought it in here. Uh-huh. I haven't actually sitting out there. Uh-huh. Um, and, um, and I'd forgotten another joint in there, you know. But, um, and then they, they said, we want to bring the dog back out, you know, and just because his self-esteem is being rattled because mm. he hasn't found anything and, you know, and he, and he nominated the bag, right? Mm. So they brought the dog out and, um, and they, uh, and the dog just went and sat down on the computer case, which I was carrying anyway, it wasn't the bag that he checked out, and, which was sitting against the side of the thing. And then they went, the bloody dog's cracked up and he gave him the toy and, uh, yeah. they said, oh, the dog well, will have I to think, retire him. You know? I think he'll have to retire and him. And it was only when I got home I discovered that the dog was right on the money. <laughs> <laughs> so this poor dog now. <laughs> poor dog now has probably gone to a bloody, Town. Yeah, he's probably been sent to Thailand and eaten. Oh, Exterminated. Like Vietnam or wherever look, you go. Um, do you want to go and look for that computer? Uh, no. You There's got no it computer here. in it. I just bought it in an oh, op shop, oh, but right. it okay. represents the same one. All right, as long as there's no computer in it, okay? All right, it's uh, 4.31. This is Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. Dale Bridge, the Dow Edge. Is gone out to find a bag. Hopefully, you've removed the cigarette from the and bag. And there's no bomb. Well, remember we how they care. leave bags everywhere? Yeah, but we don't care. There's there, a great. There was, well, there was well, one this morning in Malvern. They closed down really? the street. Yeah, there were two flags. I saw a bag yeah. sitting on on you know? Chapel Street this Did morning. You? I just gave it a wide berth. Did you? Yeah. yeah you got to, you got to worry about. See, that. Look, so you look, four dollars. You can't beat that, can you? Not for four dollars. Even got the price tag still on it. <laughs> did funny. you get it today? Did you? Yeah, I just bought it. All right. Okay. In Chapel All Street. Right. All right. So how, did you make a, how did you make a Another great one is just after 2001 when yeah. I was in New York, okay. I forgot my – I went to pick up my big bag luggage and I was talking to someone uh-huh. and I left my carry-on Ooh. in the middle of the – you know, on the Ooh. next to the – and, you know, they had all these kind of announcements, don't go near bags, yeah. announce, whatever. Yeah. I got on the train to go to New York. I realised I got off. I jumped off the train. I went back to the airport. I walked in and there was all these people sort of lying down on the floor with the bag in the middle. <laughs> you know, I walked over, I picked it up and walked out and the phone was ringing in it, you know, like, whoa. So there you yeah, go. Well, 
Cool. There's some airport stories. I've got airport stories uh, to burn. Well, well you, you, you do. Back some forwards, hundreds of times. So, so why do you go backwards and forwards to the States? Well, because I lived there for 25 years. I, you you know, lived there? Yeah. How could you live there? Well, difficult, you know, I but mean, harder and harder, a, I think. How could an Australian boy live there? I mean, I find it disgusting. I know. Well, that's why I'm not living there anymore. <laughs> 25 years. Where'd George Bush to get me out, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously... Um, that was the final straw, probably. Yeah, must have been San Francisco, New York, Seattle, where else? Illinois? Well, I travelled around a lot in the yeah. States, you know, but I, um, but I lived in New York. What, did you travel on Greyhound buses or did you drive? I drive driveaways. Drive, what's a driveway? Ambulances, preferably. Ambulances? Mm, fast ambulances. So what, you'd kind of move it from one, si- <laughs> yeah. one city to the other? Yeah, I'd drive an ambulance from uh, New York to uh, sort of Miami to be yeah. given to the Israelis with the Jewish uh-huh. sort of um, mm. Star of David on the side yeah. and get rocks thrown at me down south. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cake sometimes. I got cake, cake at one restaurant one in Atlanta. Cake threw at you. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Let them eat cake. I tell you what, <laughs> you know, uh, the did, south did, is did, another story, isn't it? Yeah. Have you seen much changes in the last 25 years in the land of, you know, Honour and glory and milk and honey? Yeah, yeah, no, I've seen a lot. Like what? Well, I mean, I think when I first went there, I went there to see Rome burn, supposedly, mm. right? So, because mm. it was, I mean, New York was virtually destitute at that stage. It was, it was anarchy, essentially. It was a wonderful place to be. Um, and, you know, the, I, I had an apartment that started with no floor. It was, you know, um, Puerto Rican controlled and you know and I eventually bought that apartment and and mm. you know put a floor in and my mother would pop it all the drug you know as a local it was the hot spot of the drug scene in New York <laughs> basically and mum would they would carry her bags in and look after her and, mm. and you know we had well, we had max security on that block 7th street B and C mm. Mm. and uh, so you know I, I went you know I spent you know, a long time in that place, and my wife, ex-wife now, has a place downtown, and she makes movies and blah, blah, blah. Oh, she, she's an American, one of them. She's an American from Boston, Boston. originally, and she was radical. Mm-hmm. She's a Jewish princess, really, but mm-hmm. but at that stage, you wouldn't, I mean, I think sort of as a young radical, you wouldn't know it. I mean, she was at... Um, uh, at Wisconsin, what was the university? Madison, you know, and Madison was going off, and you know, I mean, she went to Woodstock, and you know, all those things. Yeah. things. Yeah. But um, when she had a child, of course, the Jewish thing sort of reoccurred, really, in a sense, <laughs> as it does with matriarchs yes. or matriarchal relationships. So, what there was a bit of friction there? No, not, no, I mean, not friction personally from me related to religion. I, I just don't have anything to do with religion, basically. Mm. Mm, Pretty much. Fair okay. Like, right, well, well, I went to a bloody religious school where you had to go to church every day, and it was so much load up BS that mm, mm. you know I just I beat the never, well. I've accidentally been into a couple for funerals and weddings. Mm. That's about it. Oh, there's nothing worse than a religious wedding or funeral because it's all about the bloody religion and yeah, the couple or the dead yeah. person is the last one you think about. It's, it's even well, that was true of Lindsay Smith's thing here, yeah. you know, the last yeah. person in the world, but his yeah. son, adopted son, who now yeah. runs the uh, NAB, you know, mm. he's the um, mm-hmm. he's the head of NAB. Mm. Um, he um, he made it a religious event, and mm. you know, the Pram Factory crowd threw up basically through it. You know, the mm. 
I mean, I saw Shovers sitting with, um, you know, uh, all the people there. You know. Ah, well, it doesn't matter. We've got more important the things. The great writers, about. the famous writers yeah, of Melbourne. We've got more important things. To we do won't that. name them. So that ha- particular woman who writes wonderful stuff. Yes, yes. Who we know who it is. Yes. Well, some of us do, some of us don't. We've got, we've got a very I think Helen Garner is who I'm thinking We've got of. a very proletarian listenership. They, it's lucky if they read the form guy. I agree with some amazing women came out of that thing. Sue Ingleton. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, so is that Robin what's, what's your claim to fame in the States, apart from playing pool? Um, well, then I started making movies, which is what's showing here. But, well, look, the New York Trilogy is showing here. New York Trilogy, what's that? That's three movies I made. One about um, getting rid of automobiles in America. Mm. Failed, of course. Uh, private automobiles. Um, and the other one was about was actually about lupus. It was about the breakdown of the virogenic disease or the autoimmune system, which was the sort of beginning of AIDS. Mm. Made that in '78, so I jumped the gun there by a couple of years. Um, and then the other ones about uh, was called "Thus Went Philippa." It was about a, a, the drug scene on the Lower East Side, and it was a kind of what I thought was going to be a feature, train spotting feature, but. Never, uh, I could never finance. Mm. Um, very chain spotting ish, uh, but um, that was just one day in the life of drug dealers in uh, in the Lower East Side with and this woman ODs in it. You know, that's, so that's they're the three movies. Mm. And then there's in the other theatre there's um, two Australian films. Right. One that's um, against the grain, which is about it's pretty much sort of. Semi-autobiographical. Um, Michael Callahan from Redback Graphics accident. Um, it's about a guy who blows up a war memorial on Anzac Day in Martin Plaza. Mm. Goes home to his mother. Uh, ends would. up back on the farm. As you uh, gets yeah. chased. Uh, comes back to Sydney and blows up some big computer centre, which mm. was mm. incidentally the Sydney University, but <laughs> <laughs> filling in for. For whoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Against the Grain. And Suicide did the soundtrack for that or some of it, mm-hmm. which is why we wanted to play Suicide. And we've got Dream Baby Dream coming up at some stage, haven't we? Yeah. How fantastic is that? that is now, Alan Vega well, died uh, this year, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, or might have been last year. What's this year? 17. 17 might have been 16, yeah, late yeah. 16. Um, so so what, what, what are these movies doing here at the minute? What's going on? So these are retro- old. Yeah, I know. Is that a retrospective or something? What, what, what well, it's the pick of the retro. Right. What's happening? There's one that... Um, what, what's that mean? What's happening? Oh, what's happening? What's going on? What is it? Well, there's two little theatres and they play these movies. Where are they? They're in Mars Gallery, which is Andy Deneen's place in... In Windsor, right. on James Street, 7 James Street, Windsor. Right, 4 right. o'clock it opens on Saturday. It goes right. until, I think, October the 10th. Right. The films loop. Right. So depending on, you know, they run for they run for about three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can I say? No, just that's what I wanted to find out, where they were. And, and, and why, why, them, why? some why? of them are very autobiographical. Yeah. The last movie that I made, which I made here in Melbourne... Mm. Uh, with um, Roz Sultan and um, stars Dan Sultan, who mm. you presumably know. Um, we, I mean, it's called Luke's Party. It's about Luke Sultan's birthday party, and it's about Roz making a film about the stolen generation, and no one wants to know, more or less. Yeah. And so she gets she gets inundated with 
people who, you know, um, neighbours and mm, mm. gas, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So going back to the very beginning when you spoke that about... That won the Melbourne, Univer- Melbourne Film Festival's Best Australian Short Film in 91, I think. Right, right. So there you go. Okay. Is, that the, that, la- is that the last film you've made? Or you've made well, it's the last one that I'm showing in these things because, you know, I've made a bunch of different sorts of movies and mm. video things. And Eddie Coles did a video with me recently called Mafia Tapes, which we've only done, I've done two of them now, and that's basically about real estate and the mafia in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he shot come, that. And maybe you should come to Melbourne do the same movie here. Yeah, well, I, I came to Melbourne to do a reality TV show with um, uh, financed by the Australian Film Commission. I don't mm. know when that was. It must have been about 2004 or five, somewhere mm. around there. Mm. And I was doing it with RMIT and Channel 31 here, and they wouldn't program me. Even though I've got money from that, and then they took all the money back. And so I was doing. I did a series of um, reality TV shows, right. Big Brother. Well, I did the Big Brother thing in 73 in Sydney, the Art Gallery in New South Wales. Well, that well, was the beginning of it. That was the beginning of it. And but you, that was arrested and as well. So. Yeah. <laughs> I've done a lot of court um, performances. Well, tell us about one or, one or two exceptional court performances. The first one I did was in Adelaide when I was arrested for not ceasing to loiter. Not ceasing to loiter. Yes. Right. So I loitered all over town for a while. Right. <laughs> Uh, but I defended myself. I thought I was kind of, um, uh, who's the guy now? God, might see my, I'm getting old. The brain uh, is, um, in To Kill a Mockingbird, um, Athos Finch. Athos yeah. yeah. I had the white suit on and the tie. And <laughs> I always yeah. thought he was an alcoholic. I'm sure I got that wrong. Um, I don't know why. Well, you waited until the court drunk, obviously. Yeah, well, for, for, for well the, uh, I, you know. <laughs> But, I, you know, of course, I lost the case. But actually, I what was pardoned. What do you mean you pardoned. lost the case? What do you mean you lost the case? Well, I, you know, I, I had a Scottish <laughs> prosecutor who just stayed with the fa- He had all the collection of posters that I'd stuck all over town and me loitering as well. Yeah, yeah. And I invited, you know, a couple of hundred people to the courthouse. So I just kept inviting people as though, you know, it was the show. And then they had to move it to a bigger courthouse and yeah, people yeah. came from all over and, and, um, but, but yeah. I lost that one. My mother even showed up for that one. <laughs> She said, look at my boy. I sent him to university. Look She's what he's doing now. into town. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that was the first one. One, two, three, four, five. I think I've done about eight now. But uh, I've got about a 50-50. I got three months in Atler on the second one, but that was... Three months. For supposedly bumping a, for uh, assault. Mm-hmm. That was at a Paul Kelly... Con- when Paul oh, Kelly yeah. was with the poets, what yeah. was it, the... What was the first band he had? Um, Coloured Girls? No, before that. I think it was Bad Poets. Was that him? Uh, I, I, was, I thought it was Wrong Side. I'm not Wrong Side oh, of the Road. Assaulted no fixed address, but it wasn't. Well, you assaulted Port Kelly. No, no. <laughs> we, I went to, like I was flying through um, to do to show Against the Grain at the Indian Ocean Film Festival in right, Perth. Right. They'd given me the ticket, and I stopped off in Adelaide at the Media Resource Centre where I was doing a residency or something, mm. or I stopped off for the day, went to this thing and was arrested. And um, and then eventually I got three months, but I got I, I escaped to um, to New Zealand without a passport and then flew to Canada. It's not a pleasant place, you thought. 
and zip through, mm. came through the tunnel. Oh, you're lucky. Yat- Yatala is not a pleasant place, I can assure you. Yatala, yeah. yeah. So I've never been in there. Well, you should uh, try to keep out. It's not. I know. Well, especially I, in that in that period, it wasn't. Very I did pleasant. try and keep out, and I'd already been pardoned for the other one. I like. You were pardoned. Who pardoned you? Uh, the Attorney General for South Australia. I got a <laughs> phone call in New York and it said. Uh, <laughs> Asked me who Mr. I was. Yeah, Mr. Burns, is it, Mr. T. Yeah, Burns? yeah, yeah. What's the date of birth? <laughs> uh, that kind of shit. And um, he said, uh, you know, I'm down the corner at a bar. Come down and have a drink. And uh-huh. I'm, okay, uh-huh. I'm the Attorney General of South Australia, Peter Why Duncan, not? wasn't yeah. it? I think it was Peter Duncan. And that yeah. was with during John Don Dunstan's period. Yeah, yeah. So I went down there and they had this big parchment, which yeah. I've since lost, which which <laughs> absolved me of all crimes. All crimes. And. Um, just after that, I went back and got nailed again. <laughs> Adelaide, um, you know what they say in Adelaide? You get F-U-C-K-E-D or, yep. or jailed. One of the, and that's what, or beaten to a pulp. Yep, yep. And that seemed to always so happen when, when I went down. It's a desert town. It looks so quiet yeah. and pleasant. And yeah. they're mad as cut snakes. Well, you know, all those unpleasant murders. It yeah. just goes on and on. I know. It's just, just horrendous. You're just walking down the street. You don't know what's going to happen. No, you know? that's you, right. ne- you never walk near the Torrens. You never no. Know. You know, and you think, not. look at this nice family. Even if you know there. where the Torrens is. Yeah, exactly. Most people don't. Yeah. Um, All right. There's okay. a rumour. No. Let's, yeah. let's go back to look the... Look at f- the Beaumont children. They didn't even... Yeah. yeah, terrible. Let's go back to your first statement about, about uh, the woman uh, who's, who was um, looking after you. You said stolen generation. Yeah, Molly uh, uh, Molly Ginger was a married name. She, right. When mum discovered she was... Not an orphan, which they told her she was. Right. Oh, I take this orphan, you know, they, and they, you know, they mm. basically farmed them all out to as as yeah. help, you know, kitchen yep. help and all this kind of stuff. Mm. Uh, shocking, and that was um, that was the whole sort of politics is, is that, is that in Western Australia. You to do that movie in '91? No, well, no, not really. I mean, I, you know, I'd met Roz because I went to Alice Springs as an artisan residence at Araluen and mm. did a. A show called uh, My Father Belonged to the FBI, but I was a Soviet spy, which right. is a Chris Boyce story. You know Chris Boyce? Yep. Yep. So, and I'd done that in New York already in 84. I did it as an 84 show at the kitchen. And then, so I brought the show over there to the, um, set, what was it, the Centre Theatre Company or whatever. It was mm-hmm. a community theatre thing in in. Alice Springs, and Roz was part of that, and I met her there. She'd already seen Against the Grain, and there was a scene of the trains, because I shot on the India Pacific, going when the guy escapes on the train. And I like trains. And it ran through Gladstone, town in South Australia. And I did a slow pan, you know, as it Mm. rolled through a nothing town, and she came up to me. We did a preview in Adelaide. And um, she came up up to and said that was the town that I was taken away to and given to this white family. Mm. And so we talked about that. And then I met her again in Alice. And then I came to... I came here for the Spoleto Festival. I remember the Spoleto Festivals, yeah. Yeah, did they last? I don't know what happened with that one. They just died. That was that sister city kind of whatever. Anyway, I was doing a workshop Mm. for them, a a two-day workshop about making a film. Mm. And I went to um, Rumbarella's, which I did on Bunswick Street. There, you know, yep. I don't know, it's still there, is it? Oh, um, I'd have to ask Dale. That was um, yeah, gone. You know, um, uh, Alec Alexandra. You know, um, mm. oh God, God, don't worry, don't worry. Emma DeClaria, oh, you know Emma's mother. Yeah. And um, and Dom's first wife, I think, is mm. how we'd put it. 
Dom DeClario. Um, anyway, I went there and Roz was sitting there and I sat yes. down with a cup of coffee and she said, you know, I'm supposed to be making this film um, with um, out at, uh, is it Philip? There was a place called Philip out there or a weight or a tech or something. Mm. And um, I've got four weeks to do it. And, you know, my, my oh, car doesn't work. I've got the kids and the electricity <laughs> that's been shut off, the mm. gas, it, you know, da, 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 da. And I said, all right, come in and we'll do this film. We'll shoot it in the next two days. And, um, and so it was blackmail. should have been what the film was called. Right. Spelled M-A-L-E. <laughs> M-A-L-E. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. But, um, and then Roz is not that happy with it yeah. these days. Even though she was rung up by um, Weinstein, and because it was uh, what's his name voted one of his favourite films, um, uh, uh, the actor De Niro, Rob, yeah. B- Robbie De Niro, yeah. and um, so he showed it, and Weinstein and these guys thought, oh, Ross would be a fabulous Roseanne, and they rang her up, and <laughs> she told them to go and get, get ah really ah oh, well. Mm. Look, uh, she'll probably come? dispute that story. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen her in a long time. No, I don't I'd worry love about her to come on Saturday, but I, I don't know yeah. how to contact her. Yeah. So, um, when did you come back to Australia? Maybe you're listening, Ros. If you're out there, or Luke, <laughs> or Dan, yeah. tell your mum to come on Saturday to Mars Gallery. Yeah. When did you come back to Australia? When mm. um, I first came back in '96. Yeah, but I mean the, la- the last last time that you've come back to live. Yeah. So I came back in '96 to work at. Mm. Edith Cowan University, yep. doing community TV and sort of reality TV and mucking around with it and teaching teaching kids to produce in right. in things. So And I did that for a couple of years. They weren't paying me enough. I got headhunted and on a short-term contract and kicked out, basically. Mm. So yeah. that, I lasted four years. And that. So, so what have you been doing for the last few years? I used Australia? to teach in New York at School of Visual Arts, but I didn't have that degree at Curtin because no. Curtin was a university then. No. So, so what have you been? Because I did say I did have a degree, of course. <laughs> what have you been doing the last few years here? Uh, just working. I've just been, working. What does that mean? Um, well, I've sort of I've made um, I did this piece with a with a, a wrecked car that had trees growing out of it mm-hmm. recently. I did a I've done a whole lot of sculpture by the sea, which you don't have in Melbourne, but it's the Sydney and Perth one. So I've done that each year for the last whatever. Uh, I did a show. I've been doing a show in Taiwan, a show in a couple of shows in New York. I did a retrospective at virtually the same set of films, more or less, at Anthology, mm. Museum Modern Art, mm. um, uh, Printed Matter. Yeah, a bunch of shows. Yeah. You know, I've just been busy. As What's Taiwan In fact, like? way I've worked harder since I've got to this bloody age than I have before. Yeah, well, you've got more. <laughs> and now I'm dying. Dying of what? Old age, <laughs> or wear and tear, well, or that's... being beaten up by radio announcers. Uh, well, I'm not a radio announcer, unfortunately. Yeah. If I was, I'd, I wouldn't be talking to you. Yeah, well, I'd, there you I'd are. I'm on my yacht, you know. <laughs> I mean, they get paid a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you look like you've you got a shirt on, haven't you? Well, I have, yeah. You've got no. a roof over your head and all I, the grub I, you can eat. Yeah, all the grub I can <laughs> eat, yeah. I'm like that's you, a play. I, I've been going at a good paddock. So, that's what is it, Zach? What are your plans for the future? Um... Oh, well, I only work in sort of one to two year increments at the moment. I don't mm. sort of forecast too far ahead. On the other hand, the art thing, you know, you've got to be booking ahead. Otherwise, you bloody well can't do anything. So I have to think at least a year or two years ahead. And then I just hope I'm still alive to kind of do whatever it is. Well, you, well, uh, so got... at the moment, I'm, the next thing I'm doing is Fremantle Biennale with 
it's called High Tide. It's a movie. I'm, I just bought a Mercedes Sprinter that I'm fitting out with sort of projectors, and I park them on the street and project on walls. Right. Uh, and and I've shot all this kind of movie with drones, chasing people around Fremantle, basically. You must be very um, popular in Fremantle. Yeah, yeah. I've had a small <laughs> club in Fremantle that's been run. Well, they just shut me down, but I, I did three months, what, four you, months there. Did, didn't you do the, high, the had 143 test. bands through, 15 bands a week. Mm, um, mm. Every kid in Fremantle came. It was mm. we weren't allowed to advertise. It was on the beach. It was brilliant. Right. Just about killed me. No, Actually, I didn't do anything really. All the, all the, you know, the hipsters did everything, and I yeah. just bloody, um, I set up the thing and VJ'd with all the old movies. I did a lot of, I shot 120 music videos mm. in the mm. states. Mm. That's a lot. So, any, anyone sticking? So mind? I, any particular one you're proud of? Crowded House. Mm. Uh, mm. Uh, um, Nick Cave, I did the ship song for Nick Cave with, with uh, Hillcoat. Hillcoat directed that. I produced it. Oh, look at poor Dale. Repent. She's hyperventilating. Oh, yeah, yeah. Repent. Yeah. Oh, good, 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 good. It was a big transition one for him, of course. It was the first suit. I think it was the first suit video, wasn't it? Um, but Hillcoat, of course, did that, who must be a favourite of everybody in Melbourne and who's just yeah. a genius. Um, How long and that was fun because I pulled that out of Berlin and sucked it into New York. Yeah. With my first computer, my oh. first Mac classic. Excellent. Um, How long is this piece of music going to be? Three minutes. Three it's minutes. only a three-minute one. Yeah. We could have put, um, well, why don't we do um, no, Frankie no, and Jerry? Like, and all right. what, that was what, ten what, what I want you to tell us, give us an invitation on Saturday. All our listeners. Can yeah, okay. Along. Tell us about it. Okay, it's four o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday. Now, does that clash with the footy? They told me the footy it was It does, 4.45. 4.45 is the footy. 4.45, is it? Yeah, but it's only Richmond, I, great, you know, it's only Richmond playing Western Sydney. Don't worry about it. And you'll be open, it'll I've be open for on, days. I've got um, Richmond on this one. I should be gold. Uh, well. um, doesn't matter. My carers. <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> you, can put, you, can, you can actually put a, a TV in the, okay, in the so studio. Four, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they said there's a pub over the road and I checked. There is. Right, right. I did say just install another little TV yeah, next to the yeah, screen, but yeah. they um, they balked at that. But um, okay, so it's four o'clock. It's Mars Gallery, which is this. Do you know Mars? No. It's this amazing gallery she's built in. Um, in uh, this is Andy Deneen and Bree Terrany is the um, is the curator of this. Mm-hmm. And there's two little cinemas downstairs, which are about twice as two or three times the size of this. Mm-hmm. And um, so they're video projected, everything's digital these days. So the Super 8 in one room, which is the New York films, and the 16 mil ones are Australian. Uh, it's 7 James Street, Windsor, so it's just off Chapel Street, right near Windsor Station. No, that's, that's everybody knows for that. Yeah, it's as easy as. Uh, it's a breeze to get to. Mm. Um, and it's just, a, and there's Alan Middleman. Middleman Middleman is right, uh, you know, a Melbourne painter is, has the show in front, and oh, uh, Williams, her first name, I'm just escaping me, she's upstairs, and she's got these amazingly weird paintings of clowns and dolls, sort oh. of in weird spaces, and... Uh. 
worry, isn't it? Oh, no, it's great. It's great. It's great. That's what we I mean. love it's it. a bit of a worry. Oh, no, we love it. That's the, that's no. the good thing, yeah, because it's a it's bit excellent. of a worry. And there are these beautiful little all right, wood all right. paintings. They're slightly naive okay. and fresh. And Thank you, Mr. Tim Burns. Let's have and, it. And Middleman, of course, is the doyle of, um, of... You wanted the music. Simplicity. <laughs> Here we go. Thank you, Mr. Tim Burns. Is that it? All the best. You can come you back did, in a few months' time when you've done minutes. something. Like yeah, but you wanted three minutes on bloody music. Yeah, okay. This is um, Suicide, which was Alan Vega and um, and Martin Rev. Martin still exists. Alan went down in the last year. Um, and it's uh, it's Dream Baby Dream. Yay. Excellent. Just whack it up and on. Baby, keep 